Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away though. We would also advise you triple check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book and don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show. Okay, welcome to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn. I'm Ola. I'm here with Jay and Betty. Hello. Hello. How are we all? Yeah, doing pretty good. How are you going? I'm recovering from COVID. Oh yay! So if I'm like a little bit nasally, it's um, it's from the vid. It's from the bit, the cocoa. The big Rona. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Are you feeling Yeah, better? no, I'm fine now. I'm, I'm over the worst of it. Um, I've just got this very um, sultry voice going for me. <laughs> it's perfect for this podcast. <laughs> Nothing says sexy okay. like a nasally voice. Exactly. Yeah, you know. That's what they all say. But whenever I hear a nasally voice, I'm like, is it sexy? Like, when I talk like this, does it make you want to take your pants <laughs> off? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> okay, so um, today we're talking about Worth It from CM by CM Owens and SM Shade. Woo! Yay. Very exciting. It's a popular book. That's why I chose it. And I'm really excited to get into this one. So we're going to rate it first. I'll start off with you, G. Uh, I think I'm going to give it like a 3.5. Yeah, and Betty? Like a, I'm going to give it like a 2.99. That's <laughs> very specific. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what that 0.1 is. <laughs> I'm actually going to give it a 4.5. I really like it. It's a really like chill book. Um, if you want something to laugh at, not take too seriously and not have to cry. Perfect book. Absolute, absolutely beautiful book. Okay. So we're going to start with the summary. Um, so this book comes in a series. So it essentially, um, like follows three girls, but we'll be paying attention to two of them as they are the protagonists in this book. So um, we are starting with Henley and Kasha. And then in the second book, our next episode, we'll be looking into Lydia and Sicily. But um, we start the book with the three girls going to Kasha's stepbrothers, who's also Lydia's ex's wedding, to Jane, who he cheated on Lydia with. And the girls are a little bit confused as to why Lydia wants to go to this wedding. Um, but they're trying to support her decision. That's some real girl power there. That's true friendship. <laughs> so the girls pack their shit, get on the road. And on the way, they have a few blips to get to the wedding. But once they get to the wedding, that's when the real trouble begins. We start with Kasha, who has a bionic arm. She immediately trips into a pile of mud and her undies are on display, which happens regularly in this book. Um, and her undies aren't like normal undies. They've got like danger zone written on the back of them. I freaking love danger zone. I think that's so funny. But um, it's a classic, classic song, but okay. And then um, 
basically she has to go take a shower and she goes into the room which her parents assigned walks through to the shower takes it and afterwards walks through a door which she thinks is her room it however seems it is not and she walks in a towel and there she meets roman who is and she's like what are you doing in my room and he's like i'm not in your room I'm not in your room. This is my room. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, no, it's not. You don't know anything. And he's like, um, I'm pretty sure it's my room. Turns out he was right. She was wrong. And that there's like this bathroom connector door thing. And she went into the wrong room. And so that's how Kasha meets Roman. After that, Kasha go back, goes back down to the party and she decides to spike the punch to get the party a little bit livened because her mother has turned this wedding into some boring pink event. I really like pink, so I don't know how that can be boring, but that's just me. And they wanted to dance and liven it up. The three girls are dancing and a guy, Davis, starts grinding Henley she recognizes his voice and Henley isn't too happy to see him. It's um, her brother's best friend who she dated for two years and lost her virginity to. And he disappeared the day after and never spoke to her again until this Rough. moment. Dun, dun, dun. What drama. a gentleman. Loves the drama. <laughs> um, so she does what any normal person would do. She runs away. And then they have a chat and then she fucks him. So it's all just very magical <laughs> from there. Honestly, um, what other series of events could have followed accidentally running into your ex? You know, you run away, you fuck. And that's it. Yeah. It sounds like a good time. <laughs> Why not? Just fuck the guy. I'm, I'm down for it. So um, that's how Davis comes back into Henley's life. And the next day they head to a bar where Henley runs into Davis and has a wicked makeout search, which was described as the whole bar watched you try and climb inside of his mouth, which is We've all been there. We've all been in a bar and so visual. I don't know if I've been there. It's so, it's like, it's like, for me, it equates to hearing the word moist. <laughs> Have you never been, like, yeah. stood in a club and then you just, like, turn slightly and you go, okay, and then you just look away? Like, big, wide-open mouth kisses. Yeah. Like, ah. Uh... Have you guys watched Cap and Kim before? Yeah. <laughs> so you know how Cap and Kel, yeah. they make up. That's what I was thinking when I read that. Cap Day Night. Um... They tore down that house last week. It doesn't exist they anymore. They tore it down. The Kath and Kim house. They the tore it down. I thought that they yes, were just the remodeling it. No, they tore it down and they're rebuilding. Oh, what the hell? That is an Australian piece of history. Yeah. How dare you? And the chick was like, I didn't think it would get this much media attention. Well, fucking obviously it would. Like, it is part of our childhoods. Well, mine at least. I don't know about you guys. But for me, it was like a huge part of my childhood where you'd be like, Kel, darling, Kel, what do you think about my parakeet earrings? <laughs> like, just random shit that you would say to your friends, which made it no sense. It should have been classed as a Unless historical a... monument and been protected. Yeah. That shit's UNESCO. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> should be a UNESCO site. So anyway, um, then she has sex with him in a bush. Hinley <laughs> <laughs> and Davis. Yeah, sorry, not Calvin and Kim. I'm sure they have, but who knows. Then they have sex in a bush and she decided that she didn't want to have sex with him again. So they just kept having sex. And then, sorry. Um, and then Kasha has another undies moment where Roman realizes and stands behind her to stop her ever growing shame and embarrassment within two days of the event. And this is where we learn that Kasha actually knows Roman. They have an argument and end up making out while he's essentially naked. And it's very beautiful. That comes a little, like, he's not naked in the club. They, like, go home, have an <laughs> argument. <laughs> he got naked in the club and they started making out. That would have been a better part of the book. <laughs> um, and they end up partnering up for the rest of the wedding. So they have, like, the wedding Olympics. They have treasure hunts. They have, like rotten egg throwing games and like all of these really bizarre events occur in between bachelor parties bachelorette parties rehearsal dinners and they just end up going everywhere together in the meantime Henley and Davis are going at it like crazy and she's questioning their relationship because of their initial relationship where he ditched her and then they have a conversation about it which was probably what they should have done earlier but they didn't because communication apparently is not key (laughs) and um she kind of realizes that why he left was acceptable and they keep having the sex nice oh love it when people have the sex oh oh my god isn't it the best when you read a book and they have the sex only the basis for everything we're doing here. <laughs> Are you sure? I thought next week was the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> um, so Henley, Kasha and Lydia are fucking around for the rest of the week, causing drama at the rehearsal dinner Henley and Kasha are banging their guys and then it comes to the wedding day and it is finally revealed why Lydia went to the wedding. This is quite important for the next book. So for next week, it's not actually the very hungry caterpillar. <laughs> it is fucking by CMO and SM Shade. Um, she met up with a guy called Simon, who is the brother of Gretchen, who is the maid of honor of Jane. I got all the names right. <laughs> I was really go. concerned about that part, guys. I got it right. I'm so proud. And <laughs> I'm proud. I was listening to the first episode where you were like, 25% of the time, I'm going to be laughing at all and forgetting the names <laughs> wrong. Look at me now, bitch. <laughs> I did it. And this book has so many fucking names. I chose the worst book for myself. Um, so, <clears throat> and Simon brother of Gretchen, who's the maid of honor, helps Lydia ruin the wedding by showing a video of Anderson, who is Kasha's stepbrother, Lydia's ex, um, fucking Gretchen. The wedding is in a total disarray and the girls decide to go home. Kasha is funny about leaving Roman because she can't work out if it was a fling or not because she just decided not to have a conversation with him. And Henley is heartbroken about leaving Davis, but she thinks it's for the best so that they can move on with their lives. 
They all go home and Henley goes to work the next day. And Davis is there with a job at the hospital. I don't know if it was the next day or the day after. Do you but anyway, think like if there. that happened to you, would you be creeped out or would you like appreciate the gesture? Because like, what if things didn't work out? Then he's just in your city at the same job as you. Like, it'd be really, really weird. I think because of their history, it might not be. But if they just met at the wedding and he like, I don't know, <laughs> moved. <laughs> After a week, yeah. then yes. But I think, like, if you think about the fact that they were together for two years and he was, like, quite openly – she's just a dumbass because he was, like, quite openly at the wedding being, like, I definitely want to, like, be with her. Like, there was no male point of view until the very end at the epilogue. But they made it quite clear throughout the whole thing that he wasn't ready to let her go, It still right? seems like yeah. a lot. So, Like, I know the way – like, the way it's explained in the book is, like – he mm-hmm. um, had already put his like transfers in prior to the wedding, and that just so happened to be one of the options. Like he'd already asked to transfer to right. that hospital prior to meeting her, and he just so happened to get the transfer after meeting her. So like, it's less creepy when you think about it that way. But if he had, for example, met her and then put his transfer in. Like, then I'd be like, oh, it's creepy. But because he'd done it prior to the wedding, I can be like, oh, more of a coincidence than a creep. Like a, like a stars are aligning. A yeah. Fate. Also, I feel like you can write off most romantic gestures as creepy. That's like true. one or the other, depending on how the person takes it. It's either super nice or it's super creepy. That's very true. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because we're... I'm just trying to romantic, think. Romantic. Um... There are some really fucking weird sh- things that I've read in <laughs> Smart lately. And I'm just trying to think of the weirdest one. Well, like anything romantic is immediately quite intimate. So if it's not taken yeah. well, it is automatically creepy. Like if, if somebody like assumes an intimacy that isn't there yeah. from the other person, you know, like that's not, no. Yeah, I was reading... Um. One percent of you, I don't remember who it's by, but it's like a pregnancy trope <laughs> smart. And I've never read one before, so I wanted to try it out. And it is like if you do not accept that it is a pregnancy trope smart, you are gonna freak the fuck out. <laughs> like it is so creepy in so many ways. But if you like look at it from the like from the eye that you're reading something that is specifically about guy being into pregnant chick then you're not gonna like because he like okay I'll give you an example <laughs> be prepared he's a tattoo artist he's a tattoo artist and she's breastfeeding her kid and she leaks everywhere and so he does an image he <laughs> Betty's freaked the fuck out he <laughs> He creates this like graphic design of a devil standing behind a woman with like m- like huge breasts, like milk jug kind of situation, <laughs> like leaking. And she thought it was the most romantic thing in the whole well, world. If I saw that, that's like I don't. George know. makes a game over for me. George makes a really good point in our first episode of Not So Meet Cute, where she says like in smut novels because it's all like written and contrived like um consent is like assumed unless stated otherwise yeah because they exist in a fictional world yeah. like it's not yeah which is i guess 
the way I can make sense of like these books with kinks that I'm not necessarily into is that because somebody is writing it it's always going to be received well because you already know the outcome of the plot which is that they're in a positive romantic relationship yeah. um, unless you're reading Jay's books <laughs> everybody just fucking dies and everybody's sad it's so fucked I'm so scared for the next one I'm like terrified for your next sad one I had to like be like okay so we're gonna do like a few happy ones and then like a sad episode and then we're gonna do like happy ones again because I don't know if everyone can deal with that much heartbreak that G can. It's unnatural. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to it. They all go home and Henley goes to work and David got a job at the hospital she's working at, refuses to let her go when they fall madly in love. He proposes to her. She eats the ring and shits it out. <laughs> Kasha's... <laughs> Why did you say it like that? <laughs> Because that's what happened. It was just like, it was just like, oh, you know, blase, as you do. You swallow it, you shut it out. it out, put it on her <laughs> finger, and they're all happy. That's yay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Kasha obviously has the bionic arm, but she's got different arms as well throughout the book. Like she calls one her pretty arm, which is like got nail polish, and it's like a more... Um, like natural looking arm than her like metallic bionic arm essentially so she would wear it to the wedding or wherever else and um it goes missing because there are these kids which are little shit so I kind of love in the book and I don't what are the I don't remember this name the the Mulder I don't yeah, remember Mulder kids the Mulder kids and they like stole her arm and Roman and Anderson like wrestled it off them and Roman takes it and starts taking photos of the arm in inappropriate positions. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to explain. <laughs> like, he would go into a store with the arm and, like, fill up a mannequin with it and send her a photo. And then she'd reply to him and he would just, like, never respond. That's creepy. And so yeah, that's not romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. But then like later when when he was like, well, I've I've got the quote somewhere here and I'll probably bring it up later. But um oh here, which is I'll just add in this is it's I don't have a favorite smart scene, but I do have a favorite quote when he's like, What was the point of sucking me off than riding my dick like a rodeo champion before putting me in an orgasm induced coma and then taking off without a word before I woke up? This is my favorite line. But uh <laughs> But like he he said that that was the reason that he didn't respond to her. He's like, so how did it feel that like something like I'm doing something to you, but I'm just like ignoring you at the same time. Right. So I guess that's why he did it. Doesn't excuse it. I think it's fucking creepy as well, but I get it. I mean, at least he didn't steal the arm himself. Um, at least somebody else stole the arm and he came into possession of it by different means. I think it'd be creepier if he went out of his way to find it and take it. <laughs> yeah. So she gets really annoyed with him because he's not responding to her. And then he sends her all of these crazy gifts to her house to woo her. And it turns out that he delivered them. They decide to make their relationship work. They get married and live together in Roman City. So she moves for him. The end. Wonderful. Thanks for that, Ola. It was very exciting. 
You're so well, guys, you are so fucking welcome. You have no idea. So let's talk about our favorite parts of the book. Who wants to start? Who who wants to go first today? I can go first. I can share my favorite part. Woo! Go Betty. All right, let's um, do I it. I think my favorite part would be um, the wedding Olympic scenes, but specifically the bit where they're like, running on the track together and they're having this like weirdly intimate conversation while they're like running and it was like a it was like a cute moment because um up to that they've just been like being kind of silly and like jovial with each other and like throwing a bit of banter back and forth and then all of a sudden out of nowhere they're just like running and it gets like super serious and we learn um the story of like how kasha lost her arm and it was like a sweet moment in between all the silliness of the Olympics. Yeah, it was quite good. Eh? It was quite I really weird. want an Olympics. Yeah, at your wedding. I want an Olympics at my wedding. A hundred percent. How much fun would that it be? Would be so good. Like not everyone has to participate. And I probably wouldn't do any rope shit because I can barely lift myself off a seat. But I definitely like roll myself in mud and stuff <laughs> just for fun. Like I think it would make it so much more fun than just sitting there watching old people getting drunk <laughs> and like yelling Polish shit at me. Like, I don't know. I think it would be fun. What about you, Jay? I think my favorite part was when Roman and Kasha walk in on Kasha's dead while he's fucking the blow up doll. Oh, yeah. That was quite good. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. But it, it was just like, what? Like, it's just described in, like, such detail. It's so strange. It's just, like, who... Who like, comes yeah, up that's with that? Like, it's my favourite Those part. authors yeah. are so creative. It's my favourite part because, like, props to the person whose imagination spreads it that far. Yeah. <laughs> what did she call it? Lizzie or something? Yeah, something. It has, like, a name. It has a name. Dolly. she's, like... Yeah, I don't know. And then she's, like... <laughs> Uh, later I don't have the specific quote but like later at the end of the book before Roman comes and woos her with all of the gifts she's talking to her dad and she's like do I get to meet her family like do I need to meet some mannequins or something are those her aunts and uncles or whatever and that bit made me laugh like I like her sense of humor that was quite clever okay so I have a few favorite parts of this book but I think my favorite part um, would have to be the Yama Yama Bachelor Party. Oh, of course. Nice. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's an older thing to like. But essentially what happens is um, Kasha organized a bachelorette party for Jane and somebody spiked the champagne with, ecstasy or coke i think ecstasy Ecstasy, and yeah and it all just goes to shit right um so anderson loses his shit and she's like i'm really sorry i will organize a bachelor party for you and um she orders strippers for him and she just gets all of the add-ons all the extras they're at the bachelor party the Stripper turns up, gags him, takes his clothes off and pulls out this huge dildo with like a little Bo Peep like tie at the end of it. 
bow at the end of it and Kasha realizes it's going too far and she works out that there is a safe word so she's like yelling at him to scream out llama so that he doesn't get a dildo up his ass and instead of llama because he's got the um, ball gag in his mouth he's screaming yama yeah <laughs> which what a scene. <laughs> like imagine watching that like watching a Fully grown man sitting there in his boxes with like a dildo in his face and a ball gag trying to scream out llama. For me, that's funny. Um, <laughs> I've, obvious, I've got a very um, childish sense of humor. And then like um, when also my second favorite part was when she got her, when she, when Kasha got Roman's dick to sing to her vagina. <laughs> I will always love you. I forgot about that oh, bit. God. Nah, love it. I've done it before. <laughs> I've sung into pe- I I've used penises as microphones before. I've used them to talk to the vagi- I've done a lot with penises that I don't think you're meant to do. So I felt like I could like you know when you can relate to a book. Yeah. That's when I um, felt like did you I feel could hurt, relate. <laughs> I felt so hurt because I thought, you know what? I'm just as fucked up as many people are. I thought it was just a me thing until I read it. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the only one who does weird shit um, to penises. I feel like from now on, all I'm going to imagine is just, like, every time you see a penis, you're like, oh, a new toy. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I think, though. That's exactly what I think. I'm like, oh, what can I do with this? And... Guys are like, well, I've got an idea. And I'm like, no, you fucking don't. <laughs> you have no idea. You better strap yourself in, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to make that thing jump out of a plane on its own. I'm ready. I've got it. I've got some crazy ideas. But yeah, I've done it. I've um, I've sung some really disturbing things into my partner's penis. I don't know if he wants people to know this. But like, <laughs> the first time I did it, I was really, really drunk. And he wasn't sure if he should laugh or, like, tell me off. <laughs> like, he was really confused about what his reaction should be. So he ended up laughing. And it ended up being, like, a funny thing. But he was like, never do that again. So I've done it again. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because I can't help myself and I find myself extremely amusing. Figure it out. The joys of smart bug, you know. Every book you every book you read, you'll find something that you didn't know you liked. So, <laughs> well, I've been doing this for like five years. Oh, this is not new. This is all this. I kink. didn't learn this from. <laughs> no, it's not a kink. It's like if I'm drunk and I see his penis, I'm like, "What can I do?" And he's like, "You know, you know what you can do." And I'm like, "No, no, I want to change things up. <laughs> I want to spice things up." Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a night you'll never forget. <laughs> and it's like I want to forget. <laughs> okay, least favorite parts, G. Um, I think my least favorite part overall. This is a hard one. I feel like it the book isn't like as natural as it could have been. You know, like the the sort of flow of the storyline. It just so much happens in such a short amount of time it's a lot yeah and there's yeah, so, many, so characters, many characters yeah. and stuff and yeah. i just um i just feel like sometimes like the flow of it could feel like a little bit stilted because of that because you were just trying to re- kind of catch up a lot 
I completely agree. And I'm not, this isn't like public knowledge or anything yet, but I struggle to keep up with books anyway. And I confuse myself like 90% of the time. (laughs) When we get to say you swear, you'll realize that I have 100% not realized how crossing the the road works. (laughs) So... really hard for me to keep up with like a lot of the time I think it's because you're like a speed reader like you read so quickly yeah so you must I just... do but I can't stop myself though like I try and slow it down and I reread parts a lot because I'm like I really want to understand this bit but like maybe it's sometimes the way that it's written as well because it just doesn't flow for me personally yeah but um yeah, there was a lot in this book where I was like, where the fuck did the fuck's come from? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is she naked at the duck pond? Go back. Go back. Um, Betty. I, don't, I think it was just a little bit silly for me. I'm more yeah. of a... It can be yeah. for some people. Which is like 100%. an appeal of the book. Like, it's nice to read, like, if, you know, it's like it's different. Like, you don't expect smart books to be silly. Like, they're quite serious most of the time. Um, and it's, like, it's nice. It's, like, a nice read, but it, like, wasn't wasn't very sexy because of how silly it was. So, like, if you're looking for, like, yeah. a smut book that um, elicits a, like, reaction from you, like, this wouldn't be that kind of book. This is more, like, reading a book for enjoyment and then there being smut there as well for a little extra fun. It's not like a book, like a smart book that you'd read to like elicit some sort of reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. That's the perfect way to explain it. That's like a good point as well. They're like so many smart books are very like, like not like dark. They are very like serious and like sultry, you know, like there's not a whole lot of like laughter in sex. But I feel like this is, it's pretty good that this book did touch on that. Cause like you do laugh when you're having sex, you know? Sex is awkward. Yeah. Sex is awkward and it's Sex, funny. It's awkward and it's funny. And it's silly. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know what? I like how they, a lot of the time in smart books, are like, and then he got a cloth and wiped me off. Because like, that's what needs to happen. Aftercare. It doesn't just like disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's messy. It's a messy experience. The only so thing like, I don't, yeah, I, I can't feel like comprehend in my tiny little brain is. <laughs> oh no, it's a big brain, babe. Don't sell yourself short. It's fucking huge. Yeah, you got a really big oh, head. Thanks, guys. Yeah, your head is massive. Like, don't don't sell yourself um, short. <laughs> Bubble in head. these books, a lot of the time, um, they have. I think it happens in this book as well between um, Henley and Davies. Um, they have stand-up sex where he is stood up and he's holding her up. Lifting yeah, her. Not practical. Dude, I have thought about this a lot. It is hard work unless they are all fucking bodybuilders, which apparently everyone is in every single smart novel ever fucking made. Unless they're every single one of them are like seven foot with muscles just like peeling out of their skin. <laughs> you cannot even, you cannot do that. 
it's not like it's uncomfortable and it would hurt it's also just like like, not very good i feel like stand-up sex is super overrated but it's just like you know like it is because it's kind of like you have to do like this weird sort of awkward (laughs) like bounce like it's not it's not rhythmic it's not like fast like why just get go vert like go horizontal don't be vertical please yeah, but I feel like what they're trying to say is like they've really pushed this chick up against the wall. Yeah, but then you just got the and wall like at your back. Her. And then it hurts, yeah. right? So that's what I'm thinking. But this but this is like the logistics from what I understand. She's like pinned up against the wall and I'm guessing he's kind of pushing her onto it so that well, she I'm doesn't move. Well, I'm guessing he's got her like under his, the like, arms like a toddler. Top half of his body. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They, no, no, they're like pushing into the hips and the stomach, so it's like kind of. Yeah, but he's got to hold wall. her up still, so he's still and holding like, her up by the yeah, arm. I think I, he is. No, no, it doesn't, doesn't, don't, doesn't. Isn't no, he holding her by the legs? Are you talking about? He's holding her like by like her legs and her butt. Okay. Depends which smart book you're reading. Yeah, I will I'm... give you options. God. Okay. Option A: holding against the wall. Legs around his ass, like his hips, and he's pushing like onto her stomach, like hands around her waist, pushing her into the wall, and then just using the lower half of his mm-hmm. body, right? Option two, <laughs> not what Betty said. Nobody holds anyone under the arm and starts fucking. <laughs> that feels like a good leverage but point. Option two. No, it's the It's like they always... No, that's fucking terrible. That would be just painful. Option two is where, like, they hold on to their ass, but they've got, like, their ass cheeks spread. (laughs) Have you read that? (laughs) (laughs) And then option three is where they hold on to the legs. And then that, I don't know how that works because that's a lot of, like, a lot of the momentum is like in the lower half of the body. So like you can't really move that I much think, if yeah, I, that's how it's going. I think it's like if you're holding this is on very to, technical. If you're holding like under the legs, right? You know how like people talk about doing like like the hook, like knee thing? No. I think that's when you really need to like when you have like your so they've got their legs oh, like over like your the, bent like elbows. This? Yeah. Yes, I get that's, it. I get that's it. It's when it. you need the wall behind the person. And then I feel like if they're holding you like under like the thighs, that's when the other person needs to be like holding on with their thighs around Okay, but your it doesn't way. work because <laughs> No, that one doesn't work. I understand that the hook might work, but like I think the waist will work and um the ass will work, but I don't think the legs will oh, work. Oh, it works. <laughs> <laughs> It's the, that's the, what that's I mean what like, the whole the whole standing up sex yeah. thing is just overrated in general because it's just like not the best position you get like fatigued really quickly both of you so just like both of you he's doing most of the <laughs> yeah, but work you're, like, you're holding on at the same time you're like a monkey no I know but don't you have like the wall to assist you not if you? you don't have a wall behind you <laughs> not if but you're the just point is that they always, they, they always have a wall they always have a wall I've never read stand-up sex without a wall involved. <laughs> Maybe I have. I don't know. But no, I have. But when the chick's like four foot one and he's like seven foot five. <laughs> and he's like, oh, she's like a sack of potatoes. That's cute. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I love being described as a sack of potatoes. <laughs> when I'm feeling really sexy, you know what I want to be called? A fucking sack of potatoes. 
but yeah, that's oh, that's all God. I could think about in that particular scene. Um, was you know, fair enough. Which I do, I do a lot. Like, it's really, I think, like it's really hard to describe positions. Um, We're going back to the Tesla <laughs> situation. <laughs> Where Betty has to overthink every single... This is the 25% pedantic <laughs> bit. Look, it's like, it's really... <laughs> I love it about you, don't get me wrong. Because it makes me actually think about the books I'm reading instead of just being like, oh, there's a dick in her. Well, wow. It's just like, I, ta- I think it takes me so long to read the books because I have to like stop for a second and like imagine the logistics of what I've just been described. Fair enough. And that's why not so make cute the shower scene gave you so exactly. much Because I had to think about it. Because like, it's, it's really, really hard to describe the positions of two bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's even that's harder true. to imagine it. And then, like, because you don't just want to describe it. You want to describe it and make it hot. Like, you don't want to get too technical. You know what I mean? You don't want to be like, and then she bent her leg at a 45-degree <laughs> angle. Like, like, you want to keep it, like, sexy. Like, you want to keep it kind of fast-paced still as well. Exactly. Yeah. Well, my <laughs> least favourite part was the lack of smart. But I feel like with a book like this, like you guys have been saying, you can't go like, oh, we he went rolling in a portaloo with shit all over him and then the next scene being like, take it, you bitch. <laughs> like, it can't be that level of smart with, like, the story. Like, it's very heavily storyline. Yeah, yeah. This is, like, plot, little bit of smart kind of book. So it's a good entry into smart. It's, yeah, it is. And it's more of, like, a flirty sort of book. You know, like, they're quite, like, flirty, kind of, like, fun, you know? Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was all right. It was, like, it's a very, like, standard, standard book. Like, I feel like everybody can read this book. Even if you don't like smart, you could probably read this book and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And don't take it too serious. It's very surface level. That's the other thing. Like, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. (laughs) And... Be like Betty and put the book down for five minutes and go. And so if she was standing there and he was behind her, how did his leg go over her shoulder? <laughs> okay, so I, right. you make fun of me, but sometimes they do things, right? Like, and they say like, oh, oh. I've noticed. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, I've ever since I've met Betty, I will interrupt you for a second. I'm so sorry. Ever since I've met you, I have been looking into books more deeply, and I'm like, this is not Except, and my, possible. And my point <laughs> is, right, down. my main point is, they forget about the underwear. So they'll be like, oh, they removed her underwear, and it'll be around her knees, and then it'll be like, and then he lifted her onto my waist. Where did the underwear go? Yes. Mm, or like, when like... I read a book where they forgot to take the pants off, and all of a sudden he was in her yeah. the other day. Or like, it'd always be like, like she'll be like straddling him, and then he'll just like put it in. But it's like, but how do you take your underwear off if you're straddling someone? You have to like get up, you have to do like that awkward thing where you like kind of hunt no, over. No, you just move it to the side. I don't like that. Because then you just have just like tight and on the side. That's just an, a recipe for chafe. <laughs> It's not that it's not possible. It's just it's not your preference. It's not my preference, okay? And it's not hot. Okay, if I think that a person's underwear has been pushed to the side, I'm instantly like, this is not a sexy scene. 
It happens in every single book where you like, and then I but push her underwear like, to the side, and I ate her. Normally, it's like only like the first time that they have sex, and then they'll keep, then they'll get fully naked. Like the next couple. No, of honestly, times. I've read like a lot of new books that are coming out, and every single first time now is fucking dry hump <laughs> again. And I was like, why? Stop with the fucking dry humping. And then there was like this one book that I read recently, which I thought it was, I really like the series. It's called the Until series. And in the second book, he was like, can't have sex with her for three weeks or however long they weren't having sex for because I wanted to know that I'm really dedicated to the relationship. So they just kept fucking dry humping. Just like skip the three weeks. That seems to be like a common theme or something. Sex with someone, not respectful. Dry humping, respect. Respect. Most respect for your partner. I, nah. I would feel disrespected if my partner can yeah. c- continuously tried to dry hump me. Like, no. I would, I would like... have a lack of respect for him. <laughs> yeah, it's like fucking chafing central. Like, the amount of baby powder that these people must go through just does not even compute for me. It's like, how old are you? Like, are you 15? What are you doing? I just, it doesn't sound comfortable. And, like, do I really want my, like, if I'm wearing jeans, do I really want the seam of my jeans, like, rubbing on my vagina? Not particularly. No way. Like that does not sound like a good time. So I'm I'm like sounds like a rash. If you're listening, that's what I'm saying. That is what I am saying, Betty. It does not sound like fun. So (laughs) authors, if you are out there, stop with the fucking dry humping. Maybe put like one per book. Or like make it like dry humping in like a fun way. Like maybe they're dancing. You know, maybe they've gone out clubbing and they're like grinding. You know? Yeah, Yeah. I'm down for that. Gotta get down for that. Yes. Or maybe they're like maybe they're like spooning and they do like a little, you know, a little butt little butt wiggle. No. Like yeah, no. What? It's so. No, it's it's like if a pretty they're in bed, Just pull it out. <laughs> if they're spooning, then just pull it but out. It's so but it's like... If they're in public and they're dry humping, I get it. <laughs> Do but you? Like, You'd rather them dry hump in public? <laughs> yeah, well, not to completion. Like, let's not go all. Dude, imagine making yeah, a guy like. She's saying. in his pants like, in the club. <laughs> Imagine doing that. That's what you were just saying. Well, I didn't what mean like mean? I didn't. I didn't mean like make him come. I just meant like just dance. That's with what him. I mean. <laughs> you think you think people should be gr- grinding no, in the club until they come in their pants? I'm not saying that. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying go out in public and like rub up on each other. That to me is that to me is fantastic. Rub up all you want. Don't dry hump to completion. We need to end the dry humping to completion yeah, thing. Yeah. It just, it's not okay. <laughs> in any situation. Maybe if they're like both virgins in the book, then I, that to me is acceptable. Yeah. Or if one of them's a virgin or something, then okay, fine. Like, you know, they're just like learning about their bodies. But if you have slept with, like in some of these books, these guys have slept with like 7,000 women and she slept with like five guys. You don't need a dry hump. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel very strongly. You about don't need this. the preview, okay? You don't. You don't need the trailer. No. You need the movie. So, like, either keep it to like one dry humping sesh, not to completion per book, <laughs> or like club grinding. Yeah. Or like, or or like when they do like the knee between the leg, like grinding kind of 
between the legs, like grinding kind of thing when they're in the club. I'm about that. That to me is hot. Like, you know, oh my God. prepping for later. It just made me, That's prepping yeah, for later. It just made me think of a scene that I read. I can't remember what book it was, but it was like that. And like he, so he had like his, his thigh in between her legs and he was sort of like rubbing her on it. But then, I don't know, it must have been one of those things where she was, like, four foot and he was, like, seven foot. And he, like, lifts her off the ground by his leg. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, she's just <laughs> hovering there, like, with her feet just dangling in the wind. And he's just, like, rubbing her hips back and forth. That's not sexy. That's so not what funny. I mean. That see, I would find that hilarious. That I don't mind because that's at least funny. Because there's no completion there. No, I'm pretty sure actually there was completion in that scene. Okay, but did he complete? No, he did with not. His leg up she in the air? she that's completed. That's what I mean. She okay. complained. Yeah, she complained. Yeah, so she complained. Oh, I forgot to say, I've got another word for the glossary from this book. Ooh. Penis portrait. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Instead of dick. Sorry. Yes. Anyone seconding that one? I'll second that. A penile okay, Added to the minutes. Okay, amazing. Anyway, getting back to the real crux of the issue here. Dry humping. I just needed to like throw in that little tidbit there. <laughs> if he completes when there are clothes on, like, listen, I get it. People get overexcited, but it doesn't happen to every single couple. That's the thing that blows my mind. Yeah. It pisses me off when people dry hump to the point of completion in every single book. It stresses me out because I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Because I don't do this. Maybe you should start uh, and please then don't report start. back. It could be your project. I'm not fucking doing that, Betty. I couldn't imagine anything worse. Josh would just look at me like I'd grown four fucking heads. He'd be like, what's the point? <laughs> Well, you do your homework, oh. and then in a couple of weeks' time, you tell us if you've changed your mind I'm about try hunting to, to completion. I'm going to to do this with, because Josh is just going to fucking lose his shit if I even <laughs> try and attempt to do it. <laughs> He's going to be like, get off me. Like, if you're going to do something, do it properly, but please don't sing in my dick. <laughs> hey, at least if he keeps his clothes on, he like you won't have the opportunity. He'll be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, thank you. What a fun episode. This was. This is a good time. Yeah, fun times. Next week, we have Fuck It by C.M. Owens. See, I keep saying Owens. C.M. Owens and S.M. Shade, which is another fun one. Um, and yeah, so it was lovely to sp- it was lovely to speak with you gals. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Girls Who Read Porn. Follow us at Girls Who Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And for all business inquiries, please send us an email on girlswhoreadporn at gmail.com. Art created by Jessica Wanny and music made by Dane Forgy Stevens. See you next week and stay smutty, team. <laughs>